What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey, it's Monique. Welcome to episode 60 of the Brown Vegan Podcast, where I love to share my experiences with transitioning to a vegan lifestyle. I've been vegan since 2010, and I also love to bring on guests to share theirs as well. You can find out more about what I do and how I do it at brownvegan.com. And of course, don't forget to follow me on social media. I am Brown Vegan everywhere, including YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So as promised, this week I am going to start the vegan tip of the week or review. I need to figure out what I'm going to call this little segment. But basically what I want to do is just share a tip that will help you transition into a vegan lifestyle or help you stay on track with your vegan life. So this tip is going to be about vegan sour cream. A lady that follows me on Instagram wanted to know, did I have any suggestions for how to replace sour cream? Right now she's using avocado as her replacement. And that's cool. I'm one of those people that I think that you can either do a direct replacement or basically where you veganize some of your favorite ingredients to make them as familiar as you know, you know, like to make them more like conventional, the conventional version, or you can do an indirect replacement. So avocado would be an example of an indirect replacement because of course it tastes nothing like sour cream, but it's still replacing that ingredient for you. It sounds like what she's looking for is something that's more familiar of what we know sour cream to be. So I want to go ahead and give you three suggestions on how to replace your sour cream if you're looking for something that's more familiar. So the first one I want to give you is to just directly replace it by using one of the pre-packaged versions that are in the store. I've only seen two different brands, I think, of a vegan sour cream. I really wasn't a fan of, you know, putting it on tacos. I feel like it tastes better when it's mixed in with a recipe. For example, I make this portobello lasagna, and when it comes to, like, the the mixture, <laughs> like, the, the layering part of the lasagna, I like to mix in vegan sour cream for that that I buy from the store. Or if I make, like, vegan uh, biscuits, I like to use the sour cream in there. It's like this Popeye's biscuits recipe that I used to make years ago, and I would mix in the store-bought sour cream for that. But I don't think it tastes that good, like, on nachos. I will say that some of the brand I've only tried two different brands and it had like an aftertaste to me personally but I think it tastes better when it's mixed in with a recipe so I just would recommend it if you want to do that that's the first option the second and third options are homemade and I'm going to start with the easiest one the one that I use the most which is a can of coconut milk so all you need to do is just take a can of coconut milk put it in a refrigerator overnight and then when it's time for you to make your sour cream all you need to do is just take it out of the refrigerator take the cream out of the can and leave the water at the bottom and when you do that all you have to do is um, add some apple cider vinegar or lemon juice and some salt and you just whisk it together in a bowl and it's like really really good it's very very close to what you would expect sour cream to taste like it's perfect for nachos or baked potatoes this is my favorite version I think it's really easy and it's also more affordable than the third option that I'm about to give you which is you can use raw cashews as the base for your vegan sour cream 
So all you have to do is soak your cashews overnight. And after you do that, you add some water, some lemon juice or apple cider vinegar and a little bit of salt and blend it together. And you can make your sour cream that way. So those are three different options. Like I said, the canned coconut version is my favorite because it's the most affordable. And I also feel like it's the one that um, it's easier to do. You know, <laughs> you don't have to worry about soaking anything overnight, even though you do have the can. You have to wait for the canned coconut to be ready. If you want, if you're like me, a lot of times when I do things, if as soon as you take it, get it home from the grocery store, just automatically put it in the refrigerator so you don't have to worry about remembering to do that. And that'll save you some time later on. I'll be sure to recap these three suggestions on the blog post at brownvegan.com under episode 60 for this episode so that you can go ahead and reference that. Of course, if you're somebody who is, you know, working out or driving or at work and you can't jot this down right now, I'll go ahead and make sure that I recap that so you can check it out later if you need to. So this week on the show, I have my girl, Michelle, from Vegan Cooking with Love on, and we talk about all things Thanksgiving. I know this is the time of year where a lot of people are starting to kind of panic a little bit about how they're going to handle the holidays as a vegan. So we're going to talk about how to make that work for you in a way that is not going to stress you out. Michelle is going to give you some tips on what you should bring if you are going to a, a vegan Thanksgiving, what you should make, how you should replace your ingredients, meaning like your eggs and mayo and milk and butter, things like that that are really popular in Thanksgiving, like traditional Thanksgiving meals, how to replace those in a way that is really simple and delicious. We're also going to talk about how to deal with your family and all those side eyes that you're going to get at Thanksgiving because you're not eating the turkey. And we're going to talk about whether or not you should even feel like you have to replace the turkey. Because like Michelle says in this episode, a lot of people are really obsessed with the side dishes and they don't really care about the turkey. Michelle is a major foodie. She is like, my. every time I have questions about anything when it comes to food, I always ask Michelle because she is so much of a foodie. And so I was so excited when she came out with her vegan desserts book. And we're going to talk about her peach cobbler recipe, her carrot cake recipe in this book. And I highly suggest that you buy her cookbook. She has a very special discount that she's offering only to the Brown Vegan listeners. So be sure to download her cookbook. It's at vegancookingwithlove.com slash brownvegan. It's a very special offer that she only has for my listeners. And she's also going to give you some bonus recipes because we're talking about collard greens and we're talking about candy yams and all of her favorite vegan dishes and cornbread. So she's going to give you those recipes too. So once again, that is vegancookingwithlove.com slash brownvegan. Really, really good um, cookbook. All of her recipes have really simple and accessible ingredients that you can get at any grocery store. Get her cookbook. It's so good. I'm telling you. All of the show notes and everything we mentioned in this episode will be listed at brownvegan.com under episode 60. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation with my friend Michelle from vegancookingwithlove.com. Thank you so much for being on again. How you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. Of course. So Michelle is an OG. She was the original podcast episode I did, episode one. So if you want to listen to that, go way back to episode <laughs> one. But I had to have you on the show, Michelle, because last week we were talking, well, was that last week or this week? You know, I have a terrible sense of time. I'm not sure either. <laughs> so we were talking about uh, the holidays and just our typical phone conversation. I was like, you know what? You should come on the show and talk about Thanksgiving because I know that's your thing. You want the food to be right. So I thought that that yes. would be a good conversation. So let's go ahead. I guess you want, do you want to, Michelle, I meant to ask you this. Do you want to talk about anything else like update of how your journey's going? 
I can. I mean, it's it's been, I keep, I have to always count every time I think about it, how many years it's been. It's been eight years. Um, September was eight years since I became vegan. And it's so weird. It's gotten so much easier. I'm almost to the point where I'm forgetting what it was like in the beginning. I remember, I mean, I remember it was a struggle, but um it's got, it gets so much easier with time. And that's what I, I guess you get, you know, it's always good to remind folks who are just beginning. It gets easier. Yeah, I always tell people it's so much easier now than it was eight years ago. So many more food products are on the market. I mean, we had like one vegan margarine and, you know, like maybe two vegan mayonnaises. And I mean, like, it's so much easier now than it was then. Yeah. And then you don't even have to live in places that have a lot of those options. You can order the th- whatever you need right online, too. So that's a good thing. You, you don't can. Have to have, yeah. So I love that about this life. OK, so let's talk about Thanksgiving, because I know, like I said, you love to have some good food. <laughs> you want your Thanksgiving yes. food to be right. How was your first Thanksgiving? How did that look for you when you first started your journey? So my grandmother, she just actually just turned 101 in what? October. <laughs> I knew she was up there, but I didn't know she was 101. Goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That year flew by. <laughs> I remember the party last year. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, she made it another year. Um, and there's really not much wrong with her. She's gonna. She complains about her arthritis, dry eyes, and um, sinuses. Yeah, those are her main concerns. <laughs> That's good. 101. <laughs> yes. I'm like, girl, that is nothing. I that would be great. Yeah, right. <laughs> At 101. <laughs> but um, back. In what year was that then? Um, 2006. Yeah. She had a blood clot in her lungs maybe a couple months before Thanksgiving. Um, maybe it was late summer. And I told her that um, that she wasn't doing Thanksgiving anymore. I told her that it wasn't an option. And so I told her I was going to cook it. Mm-hmm. And um, and then a couple months later, I became vegan. And this is like after I had already committed to taking over Thanksgiving and kind of panicked a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, I don't, I barely know how to do this myself. How am I going to do this? But you know, the, the beauty of Thanksgiving is to me anyway, I mean, a lot of people may consider the turkey like the main thing, but I actually think that the sides are what people really love about Thanksgiving. I mean, sweet potatoes, cornbread and collard greens. I mean, in the South, black people anyway, (laughs) like the sides are like what you gotta look forward to. And so I just kind of went about, I I really went overboard that first Thanksgiving because I wanted everything to be just right. So I had to do a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of testing. I started weeks before just kind of testing stuff. And I had a friend come over and taste stuff and make sure it was right. Um, and then at the very last minute that morning, before everybody came over, I ran to Walmart and bought a rotisserie chicken <laughs> because I panicked. I was like, what if they want meat? Turns out nobody really ate the chicken because I had so much other food on the table, you know. I sent it home with them. They didn't even want to take it because they were full. But I was like, no, you. this has to leave my house. Yeah. So I've been doing it every, ever since. Now, my dad's side um, was a little bit different. Um, they do typically, it's it's varied here in the last couple of years, but they do a Christmas dinner. And we usually go over. And I thought that my dad had told them that I was vegan, but there weren't any accommodations made for me. And I did not, I don't think I reached out and made any recommendations that first year. So I think I ate before I went over there and ate some potato chips. Once I got there, that was (laughs) what I ate for Christmas dinner with the family. (laughs) Some potato chips. Um, But I think I did eat before. Um, They've been a little bit more difficult. They came around and I finally sent them some recipes, which is a good, good, good tip to do um, 
I sent them some recipes and they made that for me. So there would always be like a little section of the table with my stuff. Um, it's worked out pretty well, but again, I, I kind of, I do Thanksgiving um, myself and it's just four of us. So that's another thing to, to mention. Like I'm not cooking for 12 people. It's just four of us. And my uncle is pretty much vegan. He's not completely vegan, but he's heavily plant-based, I would say. Um, he gives, he sells the How Not to Die book in his little herbal store in Hampton. Nice. Um my grandmother has always been open to eating kind of whatever. She actually claims, and I think it's true. I looked it up on the internet. She doesn't have any taste buds left because you lose taste buds every 10 years, I think. Oh, wow. So at 101, she had nothing tastes right. I think it's like true. Like <laughs> she just, things just don't taste good to her. They don't taste like anything. Um, she puts hot sauce on things because she can't taste anything. Um, and my aunt is very, um, she's very flexible. And I mean, the food is good. Like, it's not like the food isn't good. You know, I, I, like you said, I don't play when it comes to my food. Like, sure don't. <laughs> That's why anytime I have, I'm telling y'all, anytime I have questions about certain things, I'm like, let me check, let me run this past Michelle, because I know she don't play these games when it comes to food, and mm -hmm. she'll let me know what a good replacement for certain things are, and you'll text me, and you'll be like, girl, did you see this? <laughs> I am not eating this recipe I saw a lot. <laughs> you don't play those games. That's why I trust whatever you say when it comes to food. Yeah, but, but yeah, that's standards. Oh, you say that's <laughs> <laughs> what did you have on the table? Because I know before you mentioned that in the South, we know you love cornbread and, uh, you know, macaroni and all of those things. So what was on the table for that first Thanksgiving? Do you remember? What are some of the things that were there? Oh, my gosh, Monique. I did. Oh, I did. Duffin. I did. Obviously, the collard greens. I did. My, my mom has used to always make this marinated vegetable salad. So I made that because that's always a mainstay. I'm not sure which recipe I used, but I know I did a, a macaroni and cheese. I may have even done, was it that year that I did like a soup too? Like a butternut squash soup? Mm -hmm. I think I did that too, threw that in the mix as an appetizer. <laughs> um, let me see what else. I feel like I did, I did like gravy. I did mush a mushroom gravy. What else? Cranberry sauce. So everything that's like traditional Thanksgiving food. How is your approach with that now? Do you feel like you have to have a traditional Thanksgiving or can you make Thanksgiving your own as a vegan? For the past couple of years, I've kind of done still traditional stuff just because I look forward to This is like the one time of the year where I'll indulge in like some terrible sweet, like sweet potatoes, like candy sweet potatoes. But, you know, years ago when my aunt and my mom were both alive, we would switch it up. We did Italian one year. Another year we did seafood. So, I mean, we have switched it up as a family over the years. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it definitely doesn't have to be um, your traditional Thanksgiving food. I just happen to, this is the only time of year when I eat this kind of food. So that's why you don't mind, of course, making it the way you know. So that's the thing, because people think that, okay, for instance, when you said when you went to that Thanksgiving at your dad's side of the family, you had those, you know, potato chips. <laughs> and so most people would think, okay, why can't you just eat the collard greens? But You'll be surprised how many things that we eat have animal products in it, things that you yeah. would think the most simple things. So how would you make collard greens now? I just do them. I cook them and, um, you know, saute the onion and the garlic and add in vegetable broth. We salt, seasoned salt, salt, pepper, and uh, smoke pep. No, not smoke pepper. But I'm thinking about liquid smoke. Liquid smoke. Add in a little liquid smoke and simmer them on the stove like you used to simmer on the stove. I do it about an hour. Um, you don't cook them but, in there, I know. 
Well, I cook them longer than I, I used to not cook, really not cooking with that. I just do an hour, but I still feel like an hour. They still have like somebody, I don't go over an hour. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the vegetable broth, with as long as, I mean, you got to have your salt and pepper. You have to season your food just like you did before. You know, you just don't use chicken broth and you don't add, put the ham hock or the smoked turkey wing in there. Um, but the liquid smoke adds a nice little smoky flavor. And I also, I do, um, I add apple cider vinegar. Yeah. I think that's the important thing, too, because you can literally make whatever you want that you had before and just switch out the ingredients and make them vegan. You just veganize it, basically. Yeah. And, you know, a couple years ago when I was at my former job, um, my one of my colleagues' moms made candy sweet potatoes. And I think she... I don't even know if she used butter. She may have used butter. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure she did because I couldn't eat them. But Earth Balance is a perfect substitute. I had my, one of my new colleagues just ask me about butter the other day at work and I, I probably was I probably responded too quickly and too short. I hope I wasn't rude. But I was like, that's easy. Earth balance. I was like, that's easiest substitute to make. You know, like that's a one to one you nobody will ever know. I feel like that's like a common ingredient in a lot of um, Thanksgiving sides and Earth Balance is a perfectly fine substitute. Yeah, and also the milk, like the plant-based milk, is the milk, the mayo, like the mayo, potato yep. salad. Just swap out mayo made with eggs with any of the many vegan mayos out there. That's easy. What would you put in your potato salad? Are you one of those people that put um, eggs in your potato salad before you went vegan? No, there's so much that I did not make before I went vegan. I, I think I heard you mention on a recent podcast. Uh, no, the the person you're interviewing was talking about how she didn't really cook that much. The girl who um works not works but does some stuff for Peta. She was talking about how she doesn't um she didn't cook that much before she went vegan. I had just started cooking before I went vegan, like maybe like a year or so before, really maybe two years, a couple before um really kind of started but there were a lot of things i didn't try to make um but once i became vegan i wanted everything you know, I, I wanted all the, i didn't want to miss out on anything and i you can't always depend on the store to have you know the vegan um potato salad that you grew up eating you know a lot of times they won't make it the same so i didn't put egg in mine but you could really chop up some tofu yeah um and mix it in there and nobody would know because it's just that texture that yep. you know you're tasting in the potato salad you don't even taste like the egg flavor once you put all the mayo and the the relish and the mustard and all that in there I was thinking the same thing because that's how I would make it. Um, I haven't made the same style in a while, but when I used to make it, I would definitely chop up some firm tofu. I would mm-hmm. like, uh, I would make sure that I press the water from it because it really yeah. does take on that texture and just chop yeah. it up small, put it right in there. People didn't even know. They, they don't question know. It. They don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you suggest to bring if you're going to somebody else's house for Thanksgiving? What would you bring? Well, actually, we just had a potluck. We called it Harvest Fest. It was a Harvest Fest potluck at work. And that's the potato salad. It was on the list. So I just picked something that was on the list. And I was like, potato salad is easy. I don't have to label it. You know, nobody needs to know it's vegan. It's just potato salad in it. They ate it all. You know, something easy that you're used to making. Um, I mean, candy sweet potatoes is so easy. Um, you can talk you, about this. <laughs> you huh? want th- I think you want that right now. You keep talking about it. <laughs> I'm staring at my Thanksgiving menu and I'm getting very excited about it. <laughs> how do you make it? Tell, tell us how you make yours. So I actually tried it a little differently. Um, last year and I really like it because I was actually trying to mimic that gr- the girl that I used to work with I was trying to mimic her mom's and I actually had her taste it to see how close I got okay so dice up the sweet potatoes put them in the pan with some earth balance um and cook them down quite a bit maybe about 20 minutes or whatever but then I make like a, a sauce or a I don't know what you want to call it, a sugary 
mess <laughs> with uh, more margarine, um, brown sugar, orange juice, maple syrup, lemon juice, vanilla extract, cinnamon salt, and a teeny bit of nutmeg. <laughs> and so that's kind of the, the candy part of it. And then pour that over it and let it cook down for another 20 minutes um, and just keep stirring it all in that sugar. <laughs> so bad for you. It's so horrible. Um, and I just did, I just did a small, a small batch, about two pounds of sweet potatoes, but, um, that's how I made it last year. I'm going to do that again. It was a hit. Everybody loved it. Candy, candy, sweet potatoes. Right. And you know, another good tip, I, I don't know. It depends obviously on where you live, but I know that in Richmond, there are a few rest, not restaurants, but grocery stores, actually a few restaurants and grocery stores that make vegan like pies and sides and things like that. And so you could really literally like go pick up something. You just may need to do some research and it takes some time to find out what your resources are in your area because you may overlook a place and think, oh, they probably don't have anything, but you never know until you go in and look at the menu or ask. You really have to kind of stay in the loop. And I I follow all the restaurants on Instagram. And so I'm kind of aware of like who's doing what. And I always shout them out when I go eat. I try to post um, so I can know what's going on. And they know that, hey, there are vegans out here who want vegan food. You know, I think it's important to let them know yeah. that you appreciate their efforts. Um, but, yeah, a lot of you can buy stuff. And, and actually, the bakery that um, I go to a lot, they're sold out. They're not taking any more Thanksgiving orders. So, But you just got to time it right and just inquire. And then I bought, last year, I bought the Gardein turkey cutlets. I was going to ask you, that was my next question. Like, how do you feel about replacing the turkey? You know, some years I've done it. I think the first couple of years I did um, this tofu. I did tofu. I use this marinade. It's on my website. It's really, I, I call it the greatest, best tofu marinade ever or whatever. But I um, I pressed the tofu, I dry fried it, then I marinated it, then I baked it. Um, and they loved it. Um, it's a really good marinade. Do you do a video for that one too or is this the old one? I think I did because it's, I mean, it was kind of my go to for a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like that about tofu too. I love to press it and dry fry it, then mm-hmm. marinate and bake it. Or, yeah, oh, so it gives the texture is like really good when you when you do it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. It's especially if you're feeding it to non vegans. Um, but yeah, some years I have um, tried to replace me. And this year I'm going, I may, it'll depend. I'm going to do a test this weekend. If it doesn't come out, I'm not sure if I'm going to stress myself out to try to get it right. But I want to try Satan, Satan again. I'm not sure how you say that properly. I've tried it before and I've not had good luck, but I've been reading about it a little more and watching some more videos. And I think I know some places where I may have gone wrong as far as the, the process. But I think kneading the dough longer seems to be the key and then letting it rest as well Mm, okay so you said the cutlets so gardein makes like a vegan is it like a loaf what is this no they're turkey cutlets so they're like you know kind of like chicken cutlets so like individual pieces or whatever yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Okay, so the only one I've had that I would recommend, um, well, I've had some other ones, but I wouldn't recommend them, <laughs> is the field roast one. That's I did a field roast, the celebration roast. I took yes. that one time. But um, because I have so much food on the table, like people just ate just a little bit of it. And so I just felt like, gosh, that was... You know, <laughs> then I had, yeah, and then I had to eat the rest, you know, for weeks or whatever, <laughs> well, not weeks, but, you know, you got to put it in the freezer or whatever. So I was trying to think of something that I could make um, that I wouldn't mind eating later or that just made a small amount. The Guardian, there weren't that many in the package, so it didn't have a ton left over, but it was, they were good. Do you think they skipped the celebration roast because they knew that it was a vegan Thanksgiving and they weren't sure what to expect? 
I don't think so. I think they were just full because it's a lot of food. You know how you try to pile up your plate. You want a little bit of everything. And you just, you know, and, and again, the, I don't feel like the meat is always a star. No, I just never liked turkey. I feel like I, it's I only like, like the deep fried turkey. That's the only turkey I've ever had that I like. And because they, they inject it with um, the yes. seasoning or whatever. Yeah, but I know. But I still, other I than just, that, it was dry and gross. I didn't, I never really liked it. I, I didn't. I, I love Thanksgiving for the sides. You know what? I think most people probably do too, though. I think. I don't most, think they want to admit it, but I think that. <laughs> <laughs> it is about the sides, right? It's about the sides. And they're easy. Like, I'm going to make cornbread. There's a recipe I found online that I'm using because um, there's, you know, an egg replacing thing in there. But um, cornbread, collard greens, macaroni and cheese, sweet potatoes, cranberry sauce is already vegan. Well, if you're making it from scratch anyway, I don't think anybody, I think, yeah, I don't think you can make cranberry sauce and add, like, there's no need to add animal products to homemade cranberry sauce. No. Um, and like I said, potato salad, um, that's just the mayo. So just everything that people like. So let's talk about some replacements because we're really talking a lot about traditional Thanksgiving and what people expect from that. So what replacements would you recommend? What are some of your favorite replacements to, um, I guess, replace the egg and, you know, like cornbread and... What other? There's a lot of options that have eggs, and I just can't think of any right now. But what you know, do you recommend? I, I I have typically had good luck with like the the powdered egg replacer, but I really I tend to not like giving like blanket answers when it comes to replacing eggs because in my experience, it depends on the recipe. That's so like, true. Is it a cake? Is it a is it cornbread? Is it? It depends. I am not a fan. People do it all the time on the internet. I am not a fan of just using one thing as an egg replacer in everything. Yes. I don't, I don't want to taste flax. I don't want to see flex of flax in certain things. I don't think that's like, that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) I see, you You know, know, another popular. I don't want things to taste like banana. The banana one is popular. I know. I'm like, why is the banana is the replacement? And it doesn't taste right in most things. and the thing that people, I don't think people understand is that eggs are complex and they serve multiple functions when it comes to baking. You know, they add moisture, they leaven, they, they do multiple things. And like something like a banana, a mashed banana, that's just adding moisture. You're not taking care of the leavening. And, you know, so it just depends. So I just try to, you know, I'll test out recipes. Um, but right now I typically have all the ones that, you know, work. I have recipes for everything that work, but it's, it's just different. It depends. Okay. Let's talk about cornbread then. Cause that's a popular Thanksgiving dish. So what would you replace your cornbread, the egg and the cornbread? I think I used the powdered egg replacer. The energy egg replacer? I think I did. Yeah. I like that one. It's a science. And I feel like you can only successfully replace two with that powdered egg replacer. Good point. Good point. Because a lot of times they'll call for like four vegan eggs and it's not, sure. it's not yeah. right. I have not tested out the, the um, follow your heart vegan egg to try to replace three or more vegan eggs in a recipe. I haven't done it yet. It could work. I'm not sure. I haven't I, tried it. I can see that working. It I might. Can, yeah, I, I can see I, that I haven't working. tried it. Like I want to try like a real pound cake because you know a real pound cake has like a ton of eggs. Yes. And I want to try to use the vegan egg to do it. But um, I haven't tried it yet. Because I was trying to stay away from, you know, the business. Yeah, <laughs> you get fat behind testing out. <laughs> Don't I know? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. So the the cornbread recipe, I just pulled it up. It only requires uh one egg, so I use the powdered egg replacer. It's yeah. super easy. Mm-hmm. I like energy egg replacer. I think that's a good one. You can buy that on Amazon. You can get it at Whole Foods. Any Whole Foods store will have that one. 
Yeah, I bought I bought Bob's Red Mill egg replacer because I haven't tried it yet, but I bought it because I saw somebody, I don't know if it was the kitchen or Serious Eats or one of those websites where they're they com they did like a a test where they compared different egg replacers for like, I don't know if it was a cupcake or a muffin, but the Bob's Red Mill performed the best. And I was like, Well, let me just add that to my pantry. Yes, I have. Like I said, I haven't used it yet, but I'm sure it's fine. Is it powdered? What is that? Yeah, it's powder. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. So we talked a lot about, you know, what should go on your dinner table for Thanksgiving, how you should approach this as a new vegan. What about dealing with your family for Thanksgiving? Because let's let me let's just keep that real. I feel like that is the biggest hurdle for a lot of people. It's that is the biggest. That is the biggest challenge with the whole vegan lifestyle, really. Like, I feel like figuring out what to eat and, you know, you kind of doing that on your own, mostly. Um, I mean, it is challenging, but dealing with other people, <laughs> I'm saying that as an introvert, <laughs> dealing with other people <laughs> just adds a, a whole nother layer of complexity to this. And like I said, my mom's side, they're just easygoing. They'll eat whatever. It's good. They'll eat it. Um, my dad's side... Um, they've been, you know, they've been, a, it's been a little bit trickier for them. And like, I, I remember one year I was, I was so irritated because, um, and, and bless her heart. She, she had good intentions. My cousin's wife was like, don't eat that. Don't eat that. That's for Michelle. That's vegan. And I'm like, people, it's food. Your, your daughter, your daughter fixed, cooked it all. It's just food. And there's plenty. <laughs> Like, it's not like they made, like, one serving of, A little corner you know, for you. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I'm just like, but it's food. And so there's so much education that needs to go on. And the Thanksgiving table isn't necessarily the right place for it. But, you know, you just kind of, I don't know. It's it's hard because it, it, there's just so many um, misconceptions and People just don't understand and they just think it's, it's not real food or it's weird or they assume that it's all healthy. I had that conversation with somebody a couple of weeks ago. They're like, oh, isn't vegan food clean? And I'm like, no, it just means there are no animal products in it. That's it. That's you know, it. like it's regular food. But yeah, you may get judged. You may get judged at the table. Um, it's not going to feel good, but you just have to take it in stride. Until people, you know, maybe you take some time outside of the holidays, um, when people ask questions to kind of answer and just help open their eyes. But again, I always feel like, you know, potlucks and holidays are a way to kind of do some like undercover, not undercover, but like, I don't know, a sneaky way to kind of do some activism because if they taste the food and they realize, oh, this tastes good, that'll help, I think, you know, kind of at least turn some gears, turn some light bulbs on so they realize, Oh, that's not what I thought it was. Because I think that, you know, food can just really help move people to the right side. <laughs> yes. You got to kill them. Not kill them. But you got to get them in with the food. I'm about to say kill them with kindness. But you got to get them in with the food. Yeah, yeah. I get that. And I also agree you shouldn't have that conversation around the table. I think that's just going to start so much drama. If somebody has questions, it's like, okay, we'll talk after dinner to the side. Yeah. It doesn't have to be some this spectacle in front of everybody and that kind of like, thing. And Exactly. And especially, and I would never, like, I mean, rarely, even when people ask, I think I'm real vague. I'm like, you know, I learned about factory farming and I was disgusted and I decided I didn't want to have anything to do with it. If they don't ask any follow-up questions, I don't add any more information, you know, um, because it's gross to kind of talk about, you know, and you definitely don't want to talk about that at the table. But and like I said, a lot of times people don't follow up with any other questions. 
I think for me, I always say that it's easier to go from the health perspective, even though I didn't become vegan for health reasons. Yeah. yeah. The health stuff is easy because it's so relatable to people. If I say, oh, yeah, I'm just trying to watch what I eat, you know, because everybody's on a damn diet, I feel like, these days. So they can relate to that. But, but, you know, I found, I don't know, I've, I've heard some interesting things come out of my family's mouth. I don't know that everybody believes that there is a connection between health and what you eat. I used to think that that was obvious, again, common sense, but I think that there are some people who do not believe it. They just don't believe it. They think that everything is hereditary and food has nothing to do with it. It baffles me. It upsets me. I mean, but I like I'm listening to like my dad, some people on my dad's side of the family, including him. And I just am not convinced that they realize there's a connection. Mm, you know what? You just reminded me of something my like, mom said last week. My mom actually said something about one of her friend's um, husband passed away. And she was saying, yeah, you know, he was healthy. Everything was good. I mean, he had the standard stuff that happens when you get older. You know, he was on high blood pressure medication. And I'm like, what? Yeah, they just they just chalk everything up to getting old, you know, or genetics or whatever. Like, I, I mean, we were talking about, I have a cousin who is not even 50, who has had complications from diabetes so bad that he had like a toe or something amputated. And I'm like, that is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Unacceptable. I mean, if they can reverse heart disease, diabetes, are you kidding me? Eat some vegetables and stop eating all that horrible stuff. And like, you, you didn't have to get there. And the thing about diabetes is horrible. Like, like it's, it's not just the, it's all the things that happen as a result of diabetes, the blindness, the amputations, the, the kidney, you know, people on dialysis. Like, I think he's on dialysis too. I mean, like, it's like, it's horrible. Like who wants to die that way? Cause eventually you are. But to me, like food is so easy. Like that's easy. I'm not asking you to go run two miles every day. Just like switch up the menu. It's so easy. It but takes no it extra show? time. Is well, it, it's easier than, well, it's easier than, I should say. It's easier than exercising for okay. three hours a day. <laughs> okay, I agree with that. But I'm like, I don't know if it's necessarily easy because we're, we're just, food is so personal. It it's is. so personal. And I'm not making excuses. By it's psychological. Yeah. It, it's psychological. I mean, it can be easy, I should say. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's easy is not the word, simple. Simple. It's simple, but not easy. But I guess it's like simple when you know. When you know, but what is it? You know better, you do better, right? But a lot of people, like you said, they don't even make that connection. So they don't even know that. Yeah, and we don't know what the doctors are saying. Because I think the doctors are just quick to, um, you know, just prescribe something. And I, I had a conversation actually with a, a guy that I used to work with. He had high cholesterol. He was eating oatmeal because he had high cholesterol. I'm like, I think beans do a better job at that than oatmeal. But okay, whatever. Did you say and, like that? <laughs> Yeah. And, oh, gosh, and, <laughs> but he went and he got on he got on statins. And I'm like, you're 42. You're my age. You're 42 on statins oh, for wow. high cholesterol. I was like, you need to change your diet. He said, it's not diet. Oh, yes, wow. it is. He's like, talk to my doctor. I was like, I'm not talking to you, stupid doctor. You need to go do some research like, and, and do an experiment on your body. I had high cholesterol. Did um, you? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I had high cholesterol became, before I became vegan, became vegan. It went down, but actually a couple maybe was it last year? Maybe year before last. It was a little bit high because I probably have like genetic tendencies, but when I get my diet together, the numbers look great. You know, it's, it's not out of your control. Like yeah. it's the food. It is a food. I agree with that. So because I think that's one of the, dang, I don't even know what the solution would be. 
then for people who look at it as just genetics and, you know, this is who I am because my mom dealt with this, my auntie exactly. dealt with this. Mm-hmm. How do we even reach those people is what I'm trying to look at it as. Like, what do you do in a I compassionate know. way, Michelle? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> Not calling people out <laughs> while they're eating their food. <laughs> I just shake my head. I just, I don't know because I... I don't know how you can convince people. And I try, like, I, you know, I gave my dad the book, How Not to Die, that's really, really, really thick. I, I bought him the, I gave him the hardback, then I bought him the Kindle, and I bought, bought the, the um, You should have did an audible one only. That I, book is like 600 pages. Well, look, Moni, it doesn't matter because he ain't listened to it either. Like, <laughs> you have to be motivated. He did watch the PBS special because Dr. Greger, he was on a PBS, and so he watched some of that. But I still don't think he believes it. I honestly, to my, like, I think he will pay some lip service to it. But like I said, he was sitting there with my aunt talking about, oh, no, it's just, it runs in the family. Like, there's nothing he can do about it. And I'm just like, uh, mm, that's not, what runs in the family is some bad eating habits. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't, and you can't, I mean, all I can do is be an example, you know, and look fabulous at 42 and not be on any drugs for, you know diseases and just my, maybe I need to just mention that more people are going to do what they're going to do um but it's sad because I feel like I mean we know that heart disease is preventable it's not inevitable and you can't save people but you know you can be an example and be there if somebody has questions and and try to be compassionate and kind like you said yeah of course <laughs> you have to be okay but, so um, and that could be yeah. a conversation that you can I guess kind of go back to the Thanksgiving that would be a good conversation to have you can kind of plant the seed at Thanksgiving and then like you said if there's any follow-up questions afterwards that would be a good way to connect with your family and find out what you can do to help them but I offered actually the cousin that I was talking about who um I think is on dialysis and had the toe injury. I reached out to him a while ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, let what do you need? Let me know. It's not it's not that hard, you know. But he didn't make any changes. But I think the reason why people are hesitant, and we know this because they're afraid of losing out on some of their favorite foods. And of course, we've been vegan for a long time, so we know that that's not the case at all. But when you're brand new, you think it's just smoothies and salads. And like, who? They're like, damn, I might as well just eat what I want and die. (laughs) Why am I eating that? (laughs) Seriously, I really think that that's a big issue for a lot of people. I think you're right. I think you're right. And, but and they don't take the time to research because if you took any time to research, you would see. But that. honestly, you have to do it, in my opinion. It's not even just about researching because if I looked at a lot of those recipes beforehand, I would be like, okay, that sounds nice. But what is this? What is that? I'm not interested, you know? But if you, I think you don't realize all of the possibilities until you become vegan. I don't think you can tell from the outside looking in because I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. I was like, oh, okay, that sounds nice, but yeah, yeah. I'm not eating that. <laughs> so yeah, I think I that's a lot of it too. I don't need, you know, I think I really did much research before I made the decision. I really didn't. I just, I was listening to Colleen Patrick Goudreau's podcast and I said, oh my God, are you serious? Oh, I can't contribute to this. And and I just, it, I just, I winged it. And it, I mean, <laughs> it was not a lot of strategy behind it. Um, I just kind of figured it out as I went. I was hungry for a little while. And, um, and then I figured out how to not be hungry. (laughs) (laughs) That's another thing too, like how to be satisfied. But I think everybody kind of goes through that hungry thing. Cause I remember feeling hungry too in the beginning, (laughs) but I think it's because, you know, uh, eating meat is heavy. It's so heavy. So if you go from not eating that, especially if you try to be like a clean, like no processed food vegan. Yeah. You'll be 100 calories a meal. (laughs) Not 100. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, two hundred. <laughs> oh, another tip, uh, kind of along the same lines, is you kind of mentioned kind of the outside looking in, whatever. Another thing to do is to research the vegan places in your area, the, either vegan restaurants or um, places that are vegan friendly. And that's a good way to try out stuff if you're not comfortable in the kitchen or don't even, or just a little bit curious. Like, because that'll open your mind yes. and eyes to possibilities. And they're typically, typically at a restaurant, they're doing a good job with whatever they're fixing most of the time. Um, and especially if you're in a, um, a big city, uh-huh. um, there are places you just have to find them. Or use the Happy Cow. Do you still use that app? When you travel, Happy Cow app? I don't. And I don't know why. It's I just go to Google. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's um, good. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, good. Just another idea just to kind of to kind of dip your toe and just to feel it out. I mean, it's a big decision. It, it's, food is part of our lives in so many ways. Again, the social part is kind of the hardest. But the more you know, the easier it is. And it just takes time to acquire that knowledge you know, what you can take to a potluck, where you can go out to eat, what you can order when you go out to eat, what restaurants are vegan friendly. You know, somebody said, hey, let's meet for lunch. You can kind of say, oh, well, let's go here because you know that they have food that you can eat and you don't have to eat a salad. Um, or french fries. <laughs> french fries. <laughs> That's so, so true. Yeah, we gotta give yourself, you got to give yourself that grace in the beginning, like that yeah. be gentle with yourself because it does take time. And I don't think people allow themselves enough time to figure it out because we live in like a what a microwave society right this yes. this microwave society people think oh if i don't get it right away then something must be wrong or it's not for me but it is for you you just haven't given yourself enough time oh, to figure it it out. and i can't tell you how long it took me to really figure it out enough to be confident and to i know that the first year i skipped at least one baby shower i, I feel like i skipped a couple of social events because I didn't I didn't realize that I could take some salsa and chips and have something to eat or recommend that they have, you know, ask if they could have some salsa or some guac or some hummus. Like and that's easy, but I didn't know. You know, I had not figured it out until and so until I figured it out, I wasn't gonna go. Cause I I told my colleagues uh we were eating together at after the well at the potluck we already gotten food and we kinda sat in together and we were talking and I said, Yeah, I don't do hungry. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not do that. So I make sure that, you know, I eat before or I bring something or I cook something. So I have something to eat. But it took me a minute to figure out how I could do that. Like, I did not know. Like I said, I think it took me a couple of years before I was comfortable and had figured out, you know, what I could eat and when I went out and where a few places were that I could go um, that had vegan friendly food and all of that. It takes a minute. And you have to be confident in your decision and confident in yourself. That's huge because people will be rude. It's kind of about the, like the why, like why are you doing yes. it? Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Because I definitely, I, there were a lot of, I remember in the beginning, I think I would volunteer the information, like mention that I was vegan and, and then be really, con- really confused about why I was getting this backlash. And I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't say anything about your mama. Why? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what though? It's because people, they think you're judging them. And it's yeah. like, I'm not judging you because I made this decision. I think I mentioned in my in my um, workbook, you know, decide how you want to go about it. If you want to ease into it, you know, get rid of some of the easy, replace some of the easy things that you use every day. Like use up your milk, replace that with almond milk. Use up your creamer, replace that with, you know, vegan creamer. 
um, use up your butter, replace that, and then kind of decide, okay, at the beginning of next month, I'm going to cut out chicken. At the beginning of the next month, I'm going to cut out fish. But in the meantime, just kind of familiarize yourself with your options. There are so many. Yes. Like you can replace all the meat. We pretty much have it all for the most part. I love Gardein's Fishless Fillets. They are amazing. I cannot believe they replicated that texture. It's crazy. I haven't had it in a while, but it's so good. I remember the first time I had it, I was like, what in the world? I think I ate those things for about a month straight. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is, I ate those with some frozen vegetables. I was like, this is good. <laughs> they did a good job. Now sprinkle my old bag on there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is familiar and that's like, I think that's another thing kind of going back to why people don't make the transition is because they don't feel like it's going to be familiar but with the options they have out there now you can make this as familiar as you want you absolutely can yeah. and, and you you mentioned um to me before when you, we, we used to talk about the substitutes and stuff because you have a, lot, have a large family you know instead of making it the main part of the meal like whatever the vegan substitute is you would kind of cut up cut it into small pieces so that it would just add that flavor you know familiarity and the texture to the dish because so you can stretch it so you know you can buy your vegan sausages but don't eat a whole sausage in a meal use like a half of a sausage you know and so you're still getting that familiar texture and flavor um but you're not breaking the bank because you're stretching it i think that's genius not only that but it makes you feel full because especially when you got teenagers i can't give them a bowl of rice and some brussels sprouts i can't do that shared a lot of tips and a lot of information today. Let's talk about your cookbook. What are two of your favorite recipes from your cookbook? Oh, that's a good question. Okay, so my carrot cake is amazing. It is amazing. And now and that sounds very arrogant, but it's not. It even surprised me when I like the, the third time I made it <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this I is so it, good. I got, <laughs> I got it. I got it. Um, it's really, really good. That's like my favorite. We're actually I heard I overheard that we have a um in my new job there's a, a bake off in early December. I was like, I'm bringing the cake. Uh, what's different about yours? Wait, didn't you have something different about your carrot cake recipe? Instead of using shredded carrots, I use carrot puree. And it makes it really, really moist. Because, yeah, um, a lot of the recipes do call for the shredded carrots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, and when you use it, do the carrot puree, you still end up with a few bits of, you know, carrot pieces. And so you still see that in it. The peach cobbler is really good, too. Desserts are my favorite. Yes, thing. your peach cobbler is good. I made <laughs> yeah. that. And I love how it, you make it so easy. Like, all your ingredients you can find at a normal grocery store. Yes. And that's you, what I really love about your cookbook. But, yeah, your peach cobbler is so good. I love that. Yes. Yes. I have not had that in a while. Oh, my. Don't you make me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. I never met anybody as obsessed with food as you, but that's a good thing, though. It's a great. I am, and I've been, I've been eating. I have been so lazy lately, and so I just haven't been. You know, I've been going out and getting stuff, but I forgot how. Like that's because you live so close to everything now. Because back in the day, you were further out, and you had no choice but to do all this cooking. You're but now absolutely that you, right. Yeah, now that you're close to everything, it's like, girl, yeah. let me go ahead and you just grab some food while I'm out. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and the thing is, you know. I still would have to make like I can get um, cakes and muffins and stuff from the places. But if I wanted like 
a peach cobbler, nobody's selling that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's just a few things that you kind of have to make. Yourself. And that's another thing. I know a lot of people, somebody reached out to me um, this week on Facebook and she mentioned that she really, um, I think she gave up a few things a couple months ago, but she really is not interested in cooking and, you know, but she felt like her diet was lacking. And I got to do some research for her because all the restaurants that I go to are kind of closer to the city. Um, but, you know, it's harder when you're not interested in cooking. You're limiting yourself. Yes. Um, but if you're willing to get in the kitchen, you can have anything. Yeah. You can eat anything. You know, like you just have to spend the time. Okay, so any last minute tips that you want to give people who are just getting started, even if it's not Thanksgiving, just in general with a vegan lifestyle, what do you recommend? I would recommend not being afraid to reach out to people online. Like, please feel free to hit me up on social media um, and ask questions. You know, I mostly just post um pictures of food that I eat when I go out to eat because I haven't cooked a lot lately, but I will be cooking in the next couple of weeks. But, um, you know, ask questions. Don't be afraid to reach out to people. There are also a lot of Facebook groups out there and people are generally, I think, typically pretty friendly and nice and help you kind of can help you along your journey. But don't give up. If you have a good why, if you're doing it for the animals or for your health, um, for the earth, um, don't give up. You know, it's going to be challenging, but just reach out to people. People are, we're here to help. So just know that that you have support. You just have to find it. You may not have it in your day-to-day life, like people who you actually know in real life. Um, Monique and I met um, online. Yeah, you know? we met on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. I do have veggie friends that I met through my um, local meetup. That, those are my vegan friends. We got to eat and stuff, and that's fun. I like them a lot. They're very nice. They're also the nicest people that I've ever met, like strangers that I've ever met. And I, I don't know if it's because of the, the compassion that comes with making the choice to not eat animals, um, but they are just really nice people. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So tell us where we can buy your cookbook and also where we can follow you on social media. I am, um, you can buy my cookbook on my website, vegancookingwithlove.com. I am Vegan Cooking with Love on Instagram, on Twitter, I believe my handle is different and I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> I'll make sure that I put it in the show notes then for this episode. So episode 60, I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> I think it's I think I had to add a few letters or something. I don't tweet from that account really that much, but I'm definitely on Instagram more than anything. And definitely vegan cooking with love on Facebook. I'm more active on Instagram than anything these days, just because it's easy. It doesn't it's kind of doesn't require a lot of me. Yeah. <laughs> definitely check out Michelle's cookbook. I love it so much. And you can get that at Vegan Cooking with Love, as well as all the links to everything we mentioned in this episode at brownvegan.com. It was a pleasure, Michelle. Thanks so much for being on. Thank you for inviting me, Monique. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the podcast five stars on iTunes. Also, don't forget to get all of the show notes and resources we mentioned at brownvegan.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.